0: this is john cameron with gray area where we make it our mission to unite the house music community across the globe and today i'm speaking with a how are you doing today i'm good man how are you doing well thank you and awesome you know your career really gained momentum since your cover of do it to it by cherish what what has that release done for you
1: where do I begin? Uh, <laughs> I feel like that song has just put me in another stratosphere. I feel like I started, like I, I always say this, I remember starting in my bedroom years ago and uh, just just making music in my bedroom. And now I'm traveling the world in Brazil right now for a show and it's just, oh man, it's so surreal to, to be able to do what I love and uh, to, do, to be able to do it at this level as well. So it's it's actually really fucking cool. That's really cool, Brazil.
0: What What have been some of your favorite uh your favorite places to visit or favorite gigs to play so far?
1: Favorite gigs. Uh, Tomorrowland was super sick. I've always wanted to play at Tomorrowland. Uh, Ultra Miami. Uh, I actually played Ultra Croatia and then Ultra Europe. So I played three Ultras this year, which was really sick. Um, they've all they were all amazing. Um, <clears throat> I've we went to. Uh, sensation in Amsterdam. We had a show with DJ Snake at Park de Prince. Uh, it's like you know, I think it's the the PSG Stadium. It's like a s- massive soccer stadium, and that was really cool. Uh, my favorite place to be Greece. I love being I love being in Greece. The the islands is, is definitely my vibe. I get to put my hair down and just just be free. Uh, uh, I love being on a boat, especially in Greece. That's that's my favorite thing to do, especially with my team. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm missing a lot of shows, but those are definitely ones that, uh, have been highlighted since I've been touring.
0: That sounds like a good highlight reel for sure. And most recently your, your big release that you that just came out is Believe, which is of course a cover of, I need a miracle by Coco. Uh, mm-hmm. some people might think this looks like, looks like an interesting trend. Like a lot of, uh, a lot of big remakes and covers that you're doing. But I read in a recent interview that you're more interested in focusing on solo music for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to stay in the you know original realm. But there's there's always something in uh sam- There's just something about sampling that I feel like that that there's just always going to be inspiration there for me. You know, there's always going to be something there that I can you know when I'm not feeling the original stuff or maybe I'm kind of like stumped or something. There's there's nothing. There's no good feeling. Other than, you know, finding a good sample on YouTube or, you know, you go to the, the vinyl store and you, you go find like some cool vinyls and, you, you know, you find some cool samples that way, too. I feel like it's just, uh, you know, sample sample digging and knowing, you know, knowing how to like actually find a good sample and knowing how to manipulate it. It's definitely an art itself. So I think it's really cool.
0: And it is really fitting for house music, too, because from the very beginning of house music history, it's been. It's really heavily emphasized derivative works. You know, back then, of course, it was old soul, funk, and disco that they were exactly, making. Yeah. yeah. Is that a tradition that you take pride in upholding as an artist? Yeah, it, it is.
1: Um, I, I don't know. There's just, there's just not a lot of uh, nostalgia in, in the older days for me, you know? I see. Yeah. And,
0: Speaking of the old days, take me, take me back to the very beginning. What, what were your first experiences of music? Like what were the first things that caught your attention to music?
1: Uh, So no one in my family is musically inclined. So I just came out of nowhere uh, and was just, uh, I stuck out like a sore thumb in my family Uh, being, you know, one of those people to, to choose a career that they don't know much about. They were just looking for security and they, that's why they wanted me to go to school. But I was just like, I hate school. I hate. I hate like just being in a class, learning about stuff that I really don't care about. Because at the time, like, um, you know, I just, I just wanted to do music. That's all. I, that's all I really wanted to do. Uh, so it was school was not even an option for me. So I was kind of like in a in a bad stump. I was pretty broke at the time and just like trying to figure out how I can, you know, find money to buy samples or you know buy production stuff for me um so um it was it was it was just it was a pretty tough time i'm not gonna lie but i I found out how to make music for for a while i stayed at my friend's house for like two three years and i just figured it out i started releasing music and you know i went from transitioning to like trap and bass music to like uh trying to trying to like during quarantine that's when i was making my my switch to house music uh, but I was always, I was always making house music before, like I started when I first started producing, like I never like just stuck to one genre. So uh-huh. I was making a bunch of stuff, you know, like I was just never sticking to one thing and just, that's, that's one thing that I'm, I'm pretty glad about. Like I can go into a studio if, if I feel a vibe, then I can, I can pretty much make anything from ballads to, to pop music, to house music, you know, you name it, I'm, I'm there. So that's something that um, I'm I'm pretty blessed about having is is that diversity, you know.
0: I see. So, and would you consider like your first official release to be "Ice Cold" on Thrive?
1: Um, I would say. I mean, it was it was a remix, but I I, I wanted I think like my first official release would probably be like. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the first records i put out
0: sure, I was, uh, sure there was a lot of stuff you produced that didn't get an official release before then too
1: yeah i mean i i put out pull up which was like a like a bouncy clubby type of record on on maca so I, I guess that was like my first record um as as me on a label so
0: i see and then what what led you to switch to house music during the pandemic
1: like I said, I was making house music for a while. I just yeah. never, I never stuck to it, you know? So I was just like making it here and there. Uh, during quarantine, I was just like getting really bored of bass music. I don't know why. I just, just couldn't like find inspiration for it. So I started, you know, switching up. How how I produce is, is pretty interesting because I feel like um, how I catch uh, a good, cre- or like creative drift is yeah. if I'm like stuck on a certain genre, I move to another one, get like, a bunch of records during like like let's just say I'm stuck on making house music I can't make anything I'll switch to like let's just say uh like some sort of pop music or or like some R&B or like some sort of pop you know just switch it up get get as creative as I can and then go back and then you know try to like spark spark some sort of inspiration there.
0: I see so you beat writer's block just by like switching to a different genre. Yeah. Or, or even I, I, there's, there's
1: a lot of things I never really have writer's block. Cause I have so many different things I can, I can figure out. Like I, I look for samples. I look for sample packs. Uh, I'll buy new samples. Uh, I look for presets for like different VSTs and plugins. Like I, I'll, I'll go like the whole way, you know, until I figure something out. So
0: I see, are there any, any other like points of your production sort of creative process that you think would surprise people or are unique? Um, I mean,
1: I make all my music off my laptop. You know, I feel like studios kind of scare me. They, they kind of <laughs> feel, like, they kind of feel like the dentist's office. Like you don't want to <laughs> go and you're like, kind of like, oh, fuck you are dreading it. Sometimes I feel like that, but it just depends who I'm with. Like, I guess now I know how to get into a room and kind of control it. But like when I was first starting, like I remember, uh, you know, when I put do it to it out, Uh, you know months came you know months went by it started growing bigger and bigger so my label was like yo we got a lot of people asking to get in the studio with you so i was just like i honestly don't know if i want to do that because i've always i like i said i I came from my bedroom didn't produce anyone didn't do many collabs if i did a collab it was over the computer so I, i never knew what it was like to be in a studio session with someone else so when i got like you know all these sessions you know through my label they i remember being in the first one. It, it kind of felt natural. Like I was just, you know, in the studio, I was like just playing around with stuff and people would be like, Oh, I like that. So I would like, you know, play a bassline and then put it in, put in an FL, start, start messing with it, put some drums on it and the people would start, you know, singing. I would like kind of like help them write. And it was just, it kind of felt natural. So now I'm in a studio session doing everything, you know, I'm not just like sitting there waiting for people to, you know, work, you know, so I it's see. kind of cool how, how my uh, workflow has changed.
0: I see. And and before you kind of made this, I mean, obviously you made a lot, make a lot of different stuff and always have, like you said, but before you kind of started emphasizing house music more, you would already had some releases on Chami's Confession imprint. Do you feel like that was a good middle ground of like the different things that you're into?
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. Um yeah,
0: that, that Marco Polo record I
1: still played to this day. I don't really play many of my older records, but that's one that I definitely play a lot. I don't know why. Every, every time I play, it always goes off, uh, it's especially Funky Town, too. I play Funky Town as well. Um, yeah, I definitely think those records kind of helped me shape uh, my, my house kind of lame. I still feel like I'm, I'm still searching a sound, but I, I definitely feel like I have one. I'm just, you know, still, you know, producers over overthink shit all the all like all the time. So I, people will say, oh, I don't have a sound, but like, you know, doing like little niches and and repetitiveness is is something that you know kind of creates a sound. But going back to your question, yeah, I, I definitely think, um, you know, releasing on on confession first was was a good move for me to like kind of start my direction into house music.
0: I see, and. It's kind of interesting that your turning point came during the pandemic too, because the, the pandemic was a turning point for a lot of artists in a lot of different ways. Do you, do you feel like there were other things that changed about you maybe creatively or, or even like, you know, on the business side of the industry and stuff like that during the pandemic?
1: Yeah. Um, I remember like during the pandemic, like, um, it was, it was just like me and my manager just always going back and forth. and like, uh, you know, we would always say, um, you know, if, if we work hard now in, in the pandemic when nothing's happening, cause there was no momentum for anyone, you know? So I was just sitting there like every, every day, like 15 hours a day, I would wake up at like eight o'clock in the morning and then work like all the way until like maybe midnight, and just do the same thing over and over. I wouldn't even leave my room to eat. Sometimes I would bring the food in, in the fucking room and just eat. Wow. Um, Yeah, I I was I was grinding. And I always knew, like, if if I worked hard, where no, no one was kind of like moving, that I would come out like, you know, with some sort of, you know, momentum, and it it worked, you know, I made a lot of records during during quarantine. So it it really helped. And, And even even learning the business side of things too, like, you know, my manager was always reading books and, you know, finding different articles reading, you know, about business and stuff. And, it kind of helps us like, you know, along the way, especially like what we're doing now. um, It definitely helps knowing the business side of things because it it gets pretty scary, you know, because, you know, there's there's a lot of people that that come into this doing uh, record deals or or even signing records to labels and they don't even know what they're signing. So it's like uh, getting getting a good team, getting a good lawyer on your hands. I feel like, you know, it's it's something that you should do if you have time to like kind of, sit there and, and, and build your your vision
0: i see and house is kind of trending in an interesting direction and really it has been for a long time now for like a number of years it's been sort of had a lot more mainstream interest you know it started with like fisher having a billboard number one and now it's like drake and beyonce are dabbling in house a little bit do you like this do you hate it somewhere in between what do you think what do you think could come out of this
1: I think it's cool, man. I think like seeing seeing new faces in, in the industry is, is, is special. I feel like that's, that's the way that, you know, we see all these massive artists, like you said, Beyonce and Drake getting into house music. I think like that only helps, you know, the genre even explode more. It becomes, I guess it becomes more commercialized, but it also gives artists uh, like a better chance to like, uh, I guess like there's a bigger goal, you know, now, you know it, Drake's in, in house music, you know. Now it's my dream to even collab with him. Now I know there's a chance. I didn't even know he was like, I didn't even know he was like into that shit, but Beyonce too, like that's so sick. Some people will think differently and be like, why are they in, you know, they don't know anything about the 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 music, the culture. And I, I think like people think way too deep into that, those kind of things. I think if people are are putting out good music and, and pushing the,
0: the genre, I think that's that's what matters, you know. I see. And, and, you know, technology always pushes electronic music kind of just by definition. What, you know, you keep up pretty up to date on different production methods and software and things like that. What do you think, what methods or software do you think could evolve the house sound while it's going through this period of sort of mainstream interest? Honestly, like, I think like
1: I, I hear I hear a lot of people starting to use like a lot of uh, or I'm starting to see a lot more like physical hardware being used as you know like the you know the profits, you know all those physical hardware via or synthesizers and stuff like that I see that coming yeah. back a lot I even use it myself so I think it's cool and even sampling too like just the 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 mash between the two I think that's like that's bringing like a very old vibe back into the into the scene which is really sick.
0: I see. And on the DJ front, obviously now you're, you're gigging a lot more. What are you doing to keep yourself excited as a DJ since you have a lot more performances to give?
1: That's easy. Uh, Playing new music. Playing new music is like a different type of feeling, you know, like when you got a new record and you're about to do a show, you're like, I'm always amped up to play and see the reaction. I think it's, that's, that's what we all, you know, want to do is just, DJ and play our new records and hope to, you know, you work so so long on a song, it's like, you know, are people gonna like it? Are people gonna vibe to it? You know, that's, that's one thing that you always think, but if it goes off, you know, that's like, it pays off right there, you know? I see.
0: And people who are fans of your music, what do you think they might be surprised to learn about you? Any, any hobbies or interests or anything like that that have been sort of out of the spotlight? To be honest, like I don't really
1: have many hobbies because like I don't really have time to do anything because I'm playing right. someone. Um, but if if I'm at home, like I, I like to just you know go to the gym or I like to just go play basketball, kind of get my mind off of things. I do like sports a lot, so. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. I'm a pretty simple guy, man.
0: I just but I, I just I just like making music. That's really all I like doing. I see. Well. I want to thank you so much for meeting with me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I want to thank everybody for tuning into this interview. We'll see you next time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.